You are now entering Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast sites like iTunes by searching Nowhere, California. A reminder, Nowhere, California podcast is our old feed, so please subscribe to Nowhere, California, our new feed. Also, you can get your Nowhere, California fix online by going to our official website, NowhereCalifornia.com and emailing us at nowhere underscore california at yahoo.com ideas from everywhere voices from nowhere since 2011 welcome to nowhere california presents our conversation with Chantel riley hey everybody it's josh and i'm back doing these nowhere california presents and this one's not involving a convention so you know this one's going to be special and to get back into the mix of these kind of nowhere california presents we are talking to Chantel riley you may have seen her on broadway as nala in the Lion King, and coming up soon, you will see her in the Jesse Owens movie entitled Race. As always with these interviews, I gave you the important information now, and I'm going to shut up and let's just get right to the important stuff. Here is my conversation with Chantel Riley. We are now joined by Chantel Riley. How's your day going? Uh, it's going great. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, not a problem. Thank you for taking the time out to talk with us. How's the weather on your side of the country right now? Uh. Not as good as where you are, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, sadly, I would have to agree. <laughs> right now, we're in the 70s in our temperature. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely low 40s right about now, I think. Oh, that'd make most Californians fear going outside. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's par for the course in New York. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, I guess uh, to just jump right into everything, uh, when did your uh, creative passions begin? Well, I started dancing when I was three. Um, so I've always loved, you know, the arts and stuff, and I love dancing. And I had to actually stop when I was 18 because I was going to university um, in Toronto. I went to York University and kind of had to put a hold on um, taking any more lessons. But I was teaching dance to my to some students at my church that I was going to um, just for free. It's a free program, um, teaching in ballet and tap. And so I've always kind of held on to it even when I was finishing my dance um, training. Um, so that's kind of where it started and then it went to a whole other level with um, booking the show with The Lion King and it's taking me to a whole other place that I never expected it to, to take me. That, that's awesome. Um, how, how much uh, did school impact your theater life, would you say? My theater life? Yeah. Well, I, I didn't... Uh, trained for theater in school. I went to school for, um, and I got a sociology. Yeah. And a bachelor's in sociology. So, I mean, it, I didn't really do much training in drama. Um, uh, the only kind of stuff I did was, you know, church plays <laughs> that they'd be putting on there for like Easter and, and Christmas time. Um, so, I kind of just learned by being thrown in. Yeah. So, almost like a trial by fire? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, what were some of the, like the first, um, I guess, outside of uh, church theater experiences for you? My first experience was um, The Lion King in Germany. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a, yeah, I mean, it was a huge, you know, I mean, at the time I was working for an insurance company, and there was an open casting call in Toronto that I, a friend of mine told me about, and... Uh, she's like, you should really check this out and see what happens. And so I went, and <laughs> it landed me the opportunity to go to Germany and play Nala there. So that was my first um, paid, you know, um, 
um, gigs. Wow, so basically you started big on this one. Yeah. <laughs> it started pretty big. It started pretty big. That's why I was, I mean, it was really shocking. I was not expecting it at all. Um, but God obviously had other plans for me than yeah. what I was expecting to do. That's definitely true. Uh, I guess the next best question to ask would be, what led from being in the Lion King in Germany to Lion King now on Broadway? Well, um, after I finished my run in Germany, um, I just kind of wanted to go back home and see what I could do over, you know, I'm from Toronto, so back in my own country, and that actually speaks English, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, you know, because with Lion King in Germany being my first uh, professional job as an actress, I got the bug and wanted to do more and wanted to see what else I can do, and so I decided to end my contract there after a little over a year, and, um was asked to audition for Julie Taymor. Um, you know, she's the director of the, of the show and the creator of the show. And I said, you know, yeah, of course I'll give it a shot. You know, you never really want to turn down an opportunity um, to do the show again in another place. So I did that, and I was offered the position as Nala on Broadway. Okay. And it's an amazing role. Um, how is it working with the... Uh, uh, crew and cast of the Lion King currently, and also how was it working with them in Germany? Well, it, the thing with Germany was everybody was like family, and it's actually kind of the same thing here. The only difference in Germany is that everybody in that show, when I was there at the time, was from somewhere else. They were not German. The majority of people were not German. A lot of the cast members and what they do in the in the shows is hire um, people that are of South African descent. And it keeps the authenticity of the show. And so when I was in Germany, a lot of people were from South Africa, and then we had a lot of people from Brazil, a lot of dancers from Brazil, and just, you know, a couple Americans. And really the only Germans in the show were probably Scar and Zazu. Wow. <laughs> At that time, yeah. <laughs> and everybody else was from everywhere else. Um, here in New York, we are definitely still a family, but a lot of people are from here, or a lot of people have family in the, you know, in the, in the U.S. and other states, and so, although we're like a family here, they obviously have their family that they go, that they go home to, their children, and, you know, their spouses and stuff, too, so, I mean, we are really a tight-knit family, um, either here or Germany, you just, you're kind of forced into it, you see them every single day, you know what I mean, you do the show eight times a week. So it's kind of like you become brothers and sisters or, you know, aunties and uncles. Um, and so you, you get really tight and you become this, like, tight-knit family. Yeah, that's definitely, uh, I guess, by environment, it kind of happens that way. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Uh, you recently made the jump into movies uh, with the upcoming movie Race. Uh, what made you decide to make that leap? Well, um, my agent, she told me about this audition and... Um, asked me to submit a tape for it, and I said, I mean, sure, I mean, why not, give it a shot, I would love to do film and television, and, you know, have that under my belt, too, so I decided to audition for it, and, lo and behold, I got the part, <laughs> so, I mean, I was like, oh, great, this is my first film, my first feature film, at the time, I didn't know how big the film was going to be until I actually met the director, and so I met Steven. And then he, I was able to realize that this was just not going to be a 
a little film, this is actually something that's going to be huge and such an awesome story like Jesse's. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the whole story of Jesse Owens and that point of his uh, career has always fascinated me, especially with the fact of going over to Germany during World War II and kind of just sh- yeah. showing up the Nazis like, you want to start something? <laughs> right, exactly. He pretty much was, <laughs> he went up to Hitler pretty much was like, ooh, I'm just going to take over everything right about now. Yeah, um... How much did you know about the that point of history uh, going into this production? Well, I, I mean, from what we learned in school, I definitely knew uh, quite a bit about the war and stuff then, and um, Hitler, of course. Um, and I knew a little bit about Jesse Owens, not too much about his life, but I knew who he was and what he accomplished. So being able to work on this film, and especially it coming out you know, during Black History Month, gave me a better chance to understand who he was, what he went through, and just how much of an accomplishment he had during that time. And, you know, the time when, I mean, you know, race, racial issues were very prominent in that time. And um, so just having to see him go through that and experience that really gave me um, a better insight into his life. Yeah, it's definitely uh, like important part of his life and everything. And you do play a very important aspect of his life. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your role for the movie? Well, I play Quinsella Nicholson, and Quinsella was a friend of Jesse's, and uh, she was a huge sports fan and a huge fan of Jesse Owens. Um, people from the research I found on her, she was known to be a, a socialite, so. I figured everybody knew who she was. <laughs> if she could walk into a room, she got everyone's attention. You know what I mean? So um, her and Jesse got close, and of course there were rumors that they were even engaged to be married. Um, there's actual footage of that in a newspaper article that came out um, back in that time. So I'm um, sure she caused quite a stir and a commotion back in that time for Jesse. Oh, uh, it definitely sounds that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with your first movie out of the way, do you want to do more movies? And how how would you compare the world of movie making to your life in the theater? Um, yeah, I definitely want to do some more film. Absolutely, um, I think doing this one has opened my eyes to what else is out there, and as an artist, to not just be pigeonholed into one form of acting. Um, but compared to Theater life, I mean, it's definitely really different. Um, on stage, like I said, we do the show eight times a week, and so we're kind of forced into being live, like, and anything goes, kind of thing. And so it really pushes you to have to be in the moment at all times and do it eight times a week. <laughs> yeah, it's had definitely that um, instant feedback from the audience, too. Yeah. Of course, and we get, the audience makes a huge difference. You can always tell the vibe that they're giving off. You know, you can tell what kind of energy they have if they're feeling it or if they're not. You know, you can always tell that. So once we have a really high audience, usually that happens when there's a lot of children, um, we get so much more excited. And, and I mean, for me, I can only see for myself. It really pumps me up to know that they're enjoying the show. <clears throat> but when you're on set, you know, you, the pressure is a little bit you know, less, I would think, um, because it's not live, and if I do mess up a line, we can go back and start over again, 
But if I mess up a line on stage, you kind of have to uh, ad-lib a little bit to try to get yourself back up. Um, there actually was a time when I was doing a scene in the show, and I we do a fight scene between Simba and Nala, and I completely just fell yeah. in the scene. And, like, my mask, <clears throat> excuse me, was, my mask fell off my head, rolled on the floor. You know, I was tangled in Simba's tail. Like, it was an absolute wow. <laughs> mess. And then all you see is, like, the curtain just slowly come down. It was the slowest curtain boy I ever seen in my entire life. Oh, wow. And that's, and that's the excitement of, I mean, that's the excitement of live theater because you really just never know what's going to happen. And your adrenaline's just pumping, you know what I mean? So I love the idea of theater, and I would always come back to it, and I encourage everyone that's trying to get into acting to definitely like uh there's two guys i do this podcast with that have had like extensive like theater life and they they've always told me about it there's nothing like being on the stage yeah yeah that's why you see all these even like the english actors are always talking about coming back to the stage but pizza Yogo has a show called eclipse that's coming out on broadway i think it opens next week you know she's a big oscar winner and stuff but yeah she's always she always likes to come back to the stage and theater so important definitely um with all the roles, the acting side of everything that you've done, is there any other uh, roles and productions that you'd want to take on, like either maybe writing or directing, or do you want to just kind of focus uh, mainly on acting? Um, I definitely want to try writing. Um, a, a friend of mine and I are have teamed up together to try to get some ideas and to write some, some films together, so I definitely want to get my hands on that. And uh, just, yeah, just try to learn as much as I possibly can from every aspect, as a producer, as a, as a writer, as a director, eventually. Um, I want to be able to, you know, do it as much as I can. I know it takes time, of course, um, but I'm learning along the way, and, and I'm so excited for whatever's going to happen next and whoever I am able to learn that from. So, yeah, Definitely. That, that's awesome and also too um, do you have any uh, other projects that you have coming up that you would want our listeners to keep an eye out or uh, want to know about yeah well I actually have been doing a couple independent films with a friend of mine his name is James Brunnerlin he's a director but he's also in the show with me in Lion King he plays Bonsai one of the hyenas and um, we finished a short film called Teacher's Nightmare which is currently being submitted to a couple of film festivals so I'm hoping to get that out and available soon for people to watch. Um, it's pretty much a, a story about gun violence yeah. uh, in school and bringing, bringing awareness to that. And um, so he and I work really closely together on several projects, and we have a couple more lined up we've done. I have a um, story on YouTube. It's an animated short on YouTube right now. It's a three-part series up now, three episodes up right now. I'm trying to do ten. Um and it's just about my journey in, how, you know, how I got to New York and the stuff I experienced along the way. So just little projects here and there. Right That's awesome. We'll definitely keep our listeners updated on all the projects you just mentioned. Thank uh, you. And uh, uh, where can we find you online? Where would we be able to... Yes. So the best place to stalk me <laughs> <laughs> is on Instagram and Twitter. Um, my handle is at Chantel underscore Riley. And then I have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash C Camille Riley. 
before we wrap everything up, once again, uh, Chantel, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for, you know, finding some kind of interest in me. <laughs> uh, personally, I love doing these interviews, and this has been one of the mo most fun I've had in a while doing these. Really? Yeah. Yes, I made it. <laughs> um, with Nowhere California, we have a particular uh, end question we like to ask. And we, yeah. I'm going to pose it to you. So, Chantel, what is your favorite WTF movie moment? What is my favorite? Sorry, what? What's your favorite WTF movie moment? A moment from any movie that you've watched where you're just like, what the heck was that? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Holy shit. We, we've asked it to a lot of people, and you, you, they give the same reaction of, oh, wow, there, there might be so many. Or it's like, wow, Ooh. how do I pin it down okay, to one? It's like a moment of, like, Stop and dismay, and like, what the heck just happened kind of thing? Or yeah. Like, what the? Okay. Yeah. So for me, honestly, when I watched Get Your Stellar, I've heard that one a lot. It blew my, like, it blew my mind. I started watching, like, uh, movies about space and, like, stuff on Netflix about outer space. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was obsessed for a minute. Definitely. <laughs> that That is an awesome choice. <laughs> Yeah, it kept you thinking, you're like, wait a minute, yeah, that's, I mean, our universe is so huge, of course, there has to be other stuff out there, right? Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah, in a cellar, definitely the one. <laughs> awesome. Uh, once again, thank you, Chantel, for talking with us. Oh, thank 